welcome to the old man orange podcast i'm spencer scott holmes and i'm ryan dunnigan and today we have two special returning guests it's marley from marley loves film and the real lovers podcast how are you doing thanks for having me it's been a, it feels like it's been forever since i've been it's on been the a podcast. minute yeah yeah Sorry. james artville the second half of Octor rock talk with uh, ryan dunnigan which we will return to one day. We will. It's just been, things been busy, but we are going to get to that again. Uh, but I think it's been a long time since, you know, James and I have recorded an episode. I knew we would want to talk about Mario, just like Spencer. And I also know Marley's a big Mario fan too. It's like, let's just do a four person podcast covering this thing, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, Spencer and I were doing Mario March instead of Mario May because the movie came out in the, at the end of March. So like, all right, let's just do that and lead up to it. Yeah. So we got the Mario March, you know, concluding here with the big old new Super Mario Brothers movie, you know, going down. It's a, it's all kinds of fun stuff. But Marley, real quick, since you're still there, and it looks like James had something to jump up to, um, what have you been up to lately? Uh, I'm just uh, podcasting, like, on the regular, on the Real Lovers podcast. I'm currently doing a series where I'm watching every single movie in the Letterboxd Top 250. And mm-hmm. then just kind of talking about movies on Instagram and TikTok and just it, it, just loving movies, as as my username can, <laughs> shows. So. You know, just in case you didn't know, Marley loves film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> James, what you been up to? Uh, I've been working on some books. Uh, I just recently released a oh, wow, collection. Oh, awesome, man. Have you guys hey, familiar wait, with, with Inktober? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I, I have a black and white version of Inktober uh, several years. This version is 2017, but now I released a colored version. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. And James, where well, can you pick really that cool. bad boy up at? Um, my website, jamesartville.com, but it's also on Amazon. Hey, perfect. There. And I have uh, more on the way. The next one is going to be Zelda specific. Oh, awesome. Linktober. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, that is your, that is your jam. And the way this movie goes, the way with the future of the possible NCU goes, they might, they might reach there. Um, So, uh, oh, good. Spencer's back. Cool. Yeah, sorry Um, about that. Oh, it's all good. So, yeah. Um, So we all saw the movie. Um, what did uh, overall, I guess, because I, I don't know if we can really talk about this movie because, you know, Mario Brothers go to another world and Mushroom Kingdom fight Bowser. The end. Um, before we actually go into real spoilers, overall consensus for give people a chance to tune out if they don't want spoilers. Yeah, yeah, we'll have them tune out right there. But um my consensus is, is I love the living daylights out of it. I thought they're going to drop the ball somewhere in the movie at some point because it's illumination. And I just knew that that was the inevitable. And uh, no, they went to town the whole way and uh, delivered in that glorious, like, you know, 90 minute frame of a film. Yeah, I generally I generally like this movie pretty, pretty OK. Like I thought like I went into the movie kind of expecting like the expecting the worst with illumination and like illumination doesn't really make bad films in my book like i'm kind of a fan of the minions and just kind of like not not saying that the minions is a good film but illumination knows how to make like crowd pleasing like animation like animation films that were like films for like the masses and i feel Mm -hmm. like they 
I feel like they kind of like took like the minions like concept and just spread like Mario characters like everywhere. And uh, I, I, in a way, I kind of like appreciated that, even though like some of the some of the, like the pop culture references didn't really make sense, like or the ACDC Thunderstruck uh, uh, Mario Kart theme was kind of was a little bit weird. But uh, like it's it's illumination. Like, uh, what, what do you expect? So it's like it's not high class cinema like uh, and Nintendo had like their had their fingers uh had their fingers like on the project as much as they could because they didn't want like another mess like the Super Mario Brothers movie from like the 80s. Okay, the 1993 movie is in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. <laughs> just have to say that. <laughs> 1993, sorry. Sorry about no. that. Yeah. Mine too. I understand a lot of the, I understand the criticism that movie gets, but I don't care. I love that movie. James, it's... what about you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, James. If I can quantify it, you know, give it a, a out of 10 rating. I'd give it an eight. Mm-hmm. It was definitely enjoyable. I had a good time. It has a few, a few, a few flaws. One of them, I think being the runtime, I think I would have liked it if it were longer because I think the pacing suffered. It was just bam, 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 bam. Hey, I just met you. Let's go. Hey, I just met you. Let's go. It. So if it was maybe two hours, stretch it a bit. It would have been, I think a superior movie. I wanted more, not less. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I can always agree with that. Like, when I like something like that, I, I would have taken more. But I do feel because of the pacing, there was never, like, a lull, though, in the movie. It definitely, there, there was never, you know, certain movies where you go, you know, like, if they just took that 20 minutes out, like, in the dead center, I think it would spend it up. It didn't feel like there was any of those parts, at least. No, it was, yeah, it was, everything was essential. <laughs> the bare minimum. <laughs> there was no, like, fat on that steak. It was all meat, basically. And it's mm-hmm. one of those things where, I mean, I'm still kind of working my opinions on it. I mean, my, my feelings towards it. Cause I just, I feel kind of mixed. I mean, I, I already know this. I really like it. I really like it, but there are certain things where I'm kind of like a little like, cause I appreciate how snappy and to the point the movie is. But like you said, James, it is one of those things. There are moments where, I feel like they needed to have a little bit more of a, they need to have these more moments to pause with the characters and kind of build up on it. Now, Mario has never been a super story driven game unless it was one of the RPG spinoffs, but beyond that, like, so it's, you can't say it's not true to the main thing, but at the exact same time, I feel like Lego movie was able to get like, make me choke up a little bit. So I think Mario should be able to do the same. Not, not that I was expecting to go in there with a box of like a box of like uh, tissues or anything, but I mean, at the same time, I just, you know, regardless, I still really liked it. But so, yeah, the mo- the movie, it's a children's movie and kids these days have ADHD and they knew that ahead of time. So I diagnosed. That, that was the only, the only way to keep their attention. <laughs> well i think the thing that kind of like shocked me a little bit like about this movie like i expected the pretty faithful like representation of mario but the generational trauma that just got just got shoveled into the plot like where they bring up like mario's dad and like his whole family like eating eating around the dinner table and they're like talking about like how like how like oh you you'll never like succeed like as a plumber and i'm just like i'm sitting here in the theater surrounded by like a whole bunch of like eight-year-olds and they're just kind of laughing and i'm just sitting here like in my seat just crying like my eyes out just like 
I did not need the generational trauma from Nintendo. Like Mario is like a happy-go-lucky like game where he's just eating mushrooms and just having a good time and punching like war- going through warp blocks, like, warp pipes, and and they had to throw that curveball at me. I-, I was not ready for that. That's also Charles Martinet doing that because he was voicing the dad. It's mm-hmm. almost like he looked at the camera. It's just like, put down the fucking Game Boy and get a job. <laughs> yeah. He also voiced the, the the player at the arcade machine. Oh yeah, the the old oh, yeah, jump man. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. the original jump man. He even he even had the uh, the. The aesthetic that that cartoon with the curved mustache and the spaghetti style art from the cabinet kind of mm-hmm. looked like that. Peter Cullen, Mario, yeah. Well, and I feel like they wanted to switch that up, so it's like you know what, like well, let's just have it where that there was this like a previous Jumpman guy who fought you know Cranky Kong back in the day, and now we have you know Super Mario in a sense. We'll separate the two away. Did you notice the cabinet? I mean, it was it was Donkey Kong the game, but the cabinet was rebranded. It was like a like a Yeti. Yeah, well, I think yeah. they, they wanted to kind of like sort of hide it so that like you, I guess for if you didn't see the trailer or anything like that, you didn't know Donkey Kong was coming up. Probably. Well, this, uh, I mean, this... there's a lot of kind of paradox in that regard because Mario has an NES. Mm-hmm. Nintendo exists in that world, but that's a Nintendo without Mario as their mascot. <laughs> That's one of those well, ones makes you wonder who it is. About, well, he's playing about it is like uh, when Mario goes to his room after like the whole dinner scene. He's playing Kid Icarus, right? Yeah, like on, the, on the NES. I, I thought that was a nice little touch. And he has a toy R uh, wing hanging over the TV. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, but this is actually something that maybe makes it possible in CU but potentially. I mean, I don't think this is the first one they're going to go to. But that whole uh, that whole pizza joint was mostly focused around Punch-Out. If you look at the wall, majority of the people on the wall are characters from Punch-Out. And yeah, there's like a duck in there or something from Duck Hunt. But, you know, like it's one of those movies that really uses the whole buffalo. And, and I heard some people say they're getting kind of Easter egg fatigue. But I think since this is like the first time we've seen like an adaptation of Mario since the 90s, really, um I think it's one of those cases, well, this is just things that populate his world. I mean, we're looking for it because we're fans, but really when you think about it, oh, there's that character. Oh, there's that, there's that enemy. There's that, that's just the shit that populates well, the world, you know? I could see a little bit of the complaint about, uh, about um, just that type of fatigue, but I didn't really get that at all because they're just kind of like placed in there. They're kind of placed in the scene and you're kind of playing I spy. It's not like a, like a film like wreck it Ralph where it's just mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, here's all these references. I hope you get them all. I, I hope you get them all. They, they like in super Mario brothers, they feel like they they feel organically placed like within the world. And it actually kind of makes sense. And it, like the animators obviously are huge fans of Mario. And it seems like you can really tell like the love that they put into like, uh, into a movie like this. Yeah, no, that's definitely like the kind of the neat thing because even like the things like the, the, 
pizza parlor was called Punch Out Pizzeria. There was a Duck Hunt restaurant. You know, there was some F Zero stuff in there because I was always I felt like in the theater I was just distracted by looking for the stuff. But I think that by not kind of shoving it out on Main Street and just kind of having it there in the background, like I think that's cool. Like I don't know. I, I know some people get that kind of weird thing where they don't like it when there's like the little bit of fan service kind of thrown in there. And you know, there, there's you know a good and bad way to do anything. But I feel like. I like having just those little nods to be like, hey, we, we kind of get it, you know? It's like, and here it is. Like, you know, it, it's Mario all the way. We got Nintendo backdrop going on here and so on like that. I mean, just even like, I love the way that they structured a lot of times the action because they structured the action that like, hey, Mario and Luigi's van broke down. Well, guess what? They got to run to work. So they structure it like literally like it's the first level in Mario Brothers, but they're running through Brooklyn instead. And, you know, they got to jump over obstacles and there's platforms and so on. And everything kind of has those like logic based into it, like why it even looks like that. I, I, did you notice um, the little detail as in that particular scene, the side scrolling portion? Mario was doing all all the work, and then he would uh, set aside a platform for Luigi to cross the chasm. He would unlock the gates so that Luigi he was making it easy for Luigi, basically. Yeah. Plus, Luigi was carrying all the tools, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, he was like the mule. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Luigi's mansion. Like Luigi's mansion, he has all the gear, but if you play that game, you can't jump. No, because he's weighted down. Yeah. Well, it's also, you know, we could talk about, you know, the movie, it's very quick on to the next scene, and there's not as much, like, dialogue-based development, but there is a lot of small little subtleties, like like what you like what you just said, how, Mar- like how like Mario's making it easy for Luigi as they go on. But then there's also, like, just going back to the dinner scene with the family, where, like, you're a fuck-up, Mario. You're always going to be a fuck-up, you know? Um when he's like mushrooms again and Luigi's like, I like mushrooms without even kind of looking at him. He's like putting, he's taking the mushrooms off his pasta and putting it on Luigi's plate. But it's not like, Oh, that's a joke. Just something you see him doing as he's talking to his dad. So it's kind of like, there's some, some small things like that, that I think the movie does good on building up the characters. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time that Nintendo is referred to mushrooms as actual mushrooms? Cause for for the longest time, I always thought like mushrooms were like a like a drug related like reference. Like like Mario is actually like doing drug. I know they can't do something like that in this movie because it's a kids movie. But it, it, I just think I just think it's funny that that Nintendo is just like eat your vegetables, kids. Eat your mushrooms. It's like I, well, I, I, that's. There, there's a difference between mushrooms in like the the West compared to mushrooms in like Japan. Like in Japan, mm-hmm. mushrooms are just edible vegetables everywhere. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of times, like when the Japanese first came over to like California and so on, like that, a lot of them ended up dying because they just started eating random mushrooms outside. Because there's, I don't think there's such thing as a poisonous mushroom in um, Japan. But in America, like pretty much all of them outside, or at least in California, there's a ton of poisonous ones out there. So if you don't know what you're looking for, you're dead. In, you'll be like Clint Eastwood in like the what the heck was that movie? The one where all the women like decide to kill him finally with the mushrooms, but um, but yeah, so like I like all that stuff that like the drug reference stuff. I think that's more of like American hippie kind of thing combined mm-hmm. with the Japanese thing. I feel like I don't feel like Shigeru Miyamoto is like, oh yeah, yeah, I put that together. He's like, no, it's like when I was a kid, I was outside running the woods and I'd eat mushrooms to you know survive, and you know we'd go spelunking and so on like that, and you know some old man would be in a cavern telling me to touch his junk, and uh, <laughs> I would run away. <laughs> That kind of sounds like a drug story now you think of it now that you say that out loud. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining the other post-credits scene of this movie. After all that, you know, they they save the day, then you just cut to Mario 
just like foaming at the mouth, like half eaten mushrooms coming out of the side of his mouth, like behind, like in a back alley behind a dumpster, just like seizuring, like, oh shit, oh shit, this is why we told him not to take mushrooms, you know, in the credits, you know. Peach is just like Peach is like just like oh he'll he'll adjust he'll adjust he'll he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. <laughs> it's like I've been there before. We've all been there before. It was they, all they in do his head. head. It was all in a loose. They do reference those. Uh, I mean, they call them poison mushrooms, but they're it's, they're the blue mushrooms that Toad warned Mario not to eat. Yeah, the, the ones from Mar- like the original Mario Tail. Yeah, and, and, I mean, in the game they they take away hit point. In the movie. Uh, they replace them with the mini mushroom, so they make you small. Well, well, there is the mini mushroom as well, too. You know, that, so that's I don't remember, is that like that's in one of the new Super Mario Brothers games? Is that the mini mushroom? Yeah, and it's also in like Mario Party and so on as well. Okay, this thing really, I'll say, it really went out of its way to stack up on the the power ups. You know, because when you say like, oh, we're coming out with a Mario movie, there's gonna be power ups. Like, okay, there's probably gonna be the mushroom. There's probably gonna be the fire flower, but then they threw in some. New, they had a good mix of them, I thought. You know, I mean, there's no way they just thought they just looked at each other. There's no way they didn't look at you. Go, Elsa, Elsa. You know, when they with that that's with exactly, the ice flower. That's exactly what I thought. I'm just like that. What the animators totally were inspired by Elsa with that with that scene, like when when Peach grabs the ice flower and basically go says let it go to Bowser. <laughs> I mean, granted that, that that ice flower is in the new Super Mario Brothers, the one where you can play as Peach and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. if I could, if I could be in charge of how it should have ended, that scene where she comes up driving back to the castle on the motorcycle, and she's like telling everyone, "Evacuate, evacuate." There should be that one toad that says, "Hey, we have we have a just a giant pile of power ups here, just sitting here. Every toad, grab one." charge <laughs> and I, I think they could actually stand a chance against bowser's army if they simply use the power-ups they're just lying around throughout the entire kingdom exactly it's like so someone realized but maybe that there was that the one bad toad incident of like you know 50 years ago where he just had way too too many power-ups and it just uh destroyed half the town i don't know he had a power <laughs> complex like this is what it's like so now like toads are like second class citizens not allowed to use power-ups anymore yeah, something like that, you know. But well, yeah, it I, is... I do like the constant reference of like having uh, having the toads just completely incompetent to just protecting Princess Peach at all because that's that's basically what they are in the in, in the games. It's like every single time for some reason they're 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 assigned to protect Princess Peach, and then all of a sudden Bowser just like kidnaps her and takes her away. I was just like, you were you were right there. You had spears and everything, and then. Bowser just comes in, just rips Princess Peach out, and just kidnaps her. But well, even the part with uh, when like Mario is like running through the security and he's being chased by Toads, and there's kind of he has that like oh like slow motion moment when he sees Princess Peach and she's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And like and he just like flips him over because in that moment you see like like some like plumber just hauling ass at you, like someone just got through like the the White House doors, you know. I found it strange how when she sees him, she says, "You're a human." When she arrived, she was what a baby. Mm-hmm. So the 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 word human wouldn't really be in her vocabulary. And okay. Mario would, would have been the first. I mean, I can understand, wow, someone that looks like me, someone, I mean, she keeps saying, well, you're small, you're small, but he's, she, you know, Mario's bigger than a toad. 
but you're but he's the next biggest thing to her because she she does tower over him. They say they 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 trained her and all that, but I like to almost think that something happened to where she just started like beating the fuck out of them. Like, all right, all right, all right fine, fine. Here's the crown. Here, <laughs> you'll rule under us with an iron fist. Okay. They they uh. There was a, a theory Matt Pat suggested that you know Peach was just an involved toad, mm-hmm. you know, due to the uh, the crown, the power power crown. But this this movie, you know, really threw a wrench to that theory, you know, suggesting that Peach is not from the Mushroom Kingdom. And I hope that they explore that in the inevitable sequel. Yeah, well, it's, it's weird because it's like the core story of the Mario movie, though, is literally a remake of like the 1993 one. Like, kind of oddly enough, you're like, it's one of those ones. It's like, it's funny how you can almost repackage the same movie. And then it's like people are like, oh, wait a second. I really like this. I'm like, dude, it's the same movie. It's just instead <laughs> of having a, like a cyberpunk Mad Max theme, it's just got, you know, a CG Mario, like, you know, like game theme, of course, because you got the CG. But like, it's funny, like, like the same like general beats are all kind of there. Yeah, even to the degree of like, well, I felt like it was interesting uh, how, because, you know, um, I guess this probably wouldn't be common knowledge for a lot of folks, but we have covered a couple of the unmade Mario scripts on the podcast before. And they use like what seemed like some ideas similar to like early drafts of that. I mean, that could have been coincidental, but at the exact same time, you know, the fight in Brooklyn at the end, I, I like that, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the fight ended there. Um, and going off what you said, Spence, I think there's even a part, I didn't notice it. I actually had to watch one of those Easter egg videos, but apparently at some point when Mario and, and Luigi high five, they do a reference to the like, glug, 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 hand, hand, yeah. handshake in the. Yeah. Cause they do it. They just don't say it. Cause I was waiting for them to say it, but then they didn't say it, but mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, yeah. Well, going back to Peach for a second, I'm I'm fairly confident they're going to do something like she's going to be not from Earth, but from like wherever Rosalina is from. I'm I'm confident they're going to do something like that to bring it around full circle. Well, it seems like they've set it up to just do Super Mario Brothers two because Peach was like the like the main that was like the star of like that game. I I, I just want to see I just want to see Wart. That's all I want. That's all I want to see. I want to see Wart really bad. <laughs> I, I I agree. I, I think okay. I, I know. Tell me if you notice this. In Bowser's kingdom. He had mm-hmm. the Koopas, the Goombas, the Spinies, the Piranha Plants, but the shy guys are not a part of his army. They showed up in the the Darklands, but they then went to Bowser. So that leads me to believe that the shy guys are not actually inherently part of Bowser's army. That they are their own tribe from somewhere else. So. The idea of Subcon, and that's where the Shy Guys originate from, as well as all the other enemies, Birdo and and the like. I, I would love to see that explored. And, yeah. of course, Wart. No, I, I always think that, like, Wart's, like, such the underused other villain. And I know probably in Japan they're like, well, that's not, like, real Mario stuff. That's, like, what we made for silly Americans. You know, taking some Doki Doki Panic and putting them, you know, and tell them it's Mario. Oh, but they're happy to, to make Birdo can- canon. Yeah, and, I, and, to me, bring, I think, and bring her along. <laughs> and, and I'm the kind of person who believes, like, hey, if it existed in one game at any point in time, I don't care, like, what it is, it's it's all canon in my book. Like, you know, that, that's just yeah. how it works. You, you can find some multiverse way to explain of how everything comes together, but, like, no matter what, every variation counts somehow, some way. 
because yeah, Japan is kind of weird about some of the things because they actually did have a or Japan, but the intent like Japan is a country's <laughs> united, no no war, no um, the, like the whole thing with like. <laughs> Mario t- with with this movie is Nintendo was over his shoulder the whole time. I don't think there was a whole lot of creative licensing with this. It was probably more like it, it shows because it's so close to the game, and there seems to be very like things seem to be very 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 accurate. It's probably the most accurate thing any, any most accurate video game movie. So I'm wondering, so I'm wondering if they would even let them touch Ward. I kind of like the idea of doing that because it's just such an underused area and group of characters with the exception of birdo and the shy guys you know mm-hmm. no because there's a lot of those villains that kind of come from that kind of area and it's the same thing Bowser. like when we were yeah when we we're playing mario land how many other kind of characters come from that section too that are never like utilized in many of things like that so it'd be cool to use that for kind of a sequel and i know i told this to ryan on like one of our last couple podcasts but i was thinking like it'd be, it'd be cool to have in like the sequels you have that sort of thing like kind of like a mario rpg story where like there is another villain and bowser has to team up with mario reluctantly you know and work their way to kind of fight through it i, I feel like that would be kind of a cool storyline to go with which regarding Bowser, Jack Black fucking killed it. I mean, I think the whole cast did good, but Jack Black fucking killed it. Yeah, yeah. Jack Black killed it for sure. But let's talk about the elephant in the room. Like everyone was shocked and kind of like, at least I was shocked when when Chris Pratt was going to be voicing Mario. But to be honest, I thought he did like just fine. Like it, there is a, there is points like during the movie where I did kind of like say to myself that's chris pratt doing a weird mario voice but i felt like pretty much through about 80 percent of the movie i was kind of like i i was kind of digging like what he was what he was doing with the character am i the only one in that in that scenario <laughs> uh i really liked chris pratt actually and it actually um i didn't really f- i knew it was chris pratt but as the movie went on i wasn't really thinking about it um <laughs> Once again, I don't think Chris Pratt's the first person that comes to mind when you say we're going to do a Mario movie. I mean, I understand they didn't give him the Ooh, voice. I understand why they didn't do that. At the same time, he's not Chris. He's not the first person that comes to mind, but he did a really good job. I can't really. I, I mean, he sounded like an Italian American from Brooklyn. He, you know, had like a sense of vulnerability, but still had that sense like he wouldn't back down. So I thought he did a good job, covered all his bases for Mario. Yeah, I think the the thing is, is that uh, he, I was glad he's just because I remember in the trailer, I'm like, it's like, oh, it just sounds kind of like Chris Pratt. But then when I see it here, it's like, oh, no, no, he's doing an Italian accent. Same thing with Charlie Day. You know, it's like because that was like always my big fear. It's like, are they going to make him like kind of like, you know, neutralize the Italianness of it? And it's like, no, no, no. They kept the Italianness totally there. And they even keep the, you know, the let's go Mario for like the commercial part and everything, too. So it's still <laughs> there. You know, I mean, like, you know, you even get the old you know, Super Mario Bros. Super Show song in there. They got the capes in there. I mean, there's so much, like, other stuff. So it's never, like, you, you, I feel like even if they, like, slightly deviate in one way, it's like, no, no, it's still going to be here, but just in maybe another, you know, place or, you know, part. Yeah, they really humanized Mario. He was always, you know, pretty one-dimensional. And, like we said, like, the happy-go-lucky lets it go. With this... You know, the, the movie, at least the Brooklyn parts, are grounded in reality. So if he did have that voice, it would just be kind of jarring, especially in the dinner scene. You look at his parents, you look at his aunts, uncles, his cousins, and everyone else just has normal voices. You'd be like, Mario, something's wrong with you. <laughs> get, get that checked out. 
Well, it's, it's funny because Martinet voicing everybody. <laughs> might have been well it's kind of funny because like in my mind even though like like that's the mario like game voice but because of like the old mario cartoon shows and of course the mario brothers movie and all that stuff like i still always when i picture mario i still picture him with more like the hey luigi got the brooklyn accent here and everything like that like i always picture mario much more like rougher it doesn't matter what it is you know i, I know like in the games it's like he's going for the same thing that link is where you know it's in a sense it's the player character you know mario's got his kind of like you know light bit of personality but you're supposed to fill in the rest you know that's that's what it's there for and um and this one i felt like no everything about it worked i just felt like they just kind of just gave them they just doubled down on the on the italianness of it of like hey here, here's an italian family living in brooklyn perfect that, that's all i wanted <laughs> how old do you think mario is late 20s I feel like he's, they're supposed to be in their early 20s almost because they're still living at home. And like, you know, they're like, you know, they, they, they just started their like own business because they were working at the Wrecking Crew guys place, you know, which I thought that was a cool nod as well. And I love how douchey that guy was like, oh, you guys are just going to fail. Look at me. I'm a bro hanging out here at the pizzeria. <laughs> Even the part, there's a part like at the end where he like hits Mario. He's like, dude, Mario, I was going to get out of here and kick your ass because you just hit my car. <laughs> I, I just like yeah. how to, to make to get across how much of a douche he is he has like the the, the unishade sunglasses like the visor sunglasses like oh yeah there we go that seals it it screams early 90s yeah well it's funny because it's like those sunglasses are the ones that's like brett the hitman heart wore those in the 80s and they're awesome and then all of a sudden they become like nowadays they become almost the glasses for like kind of like the redneck guys and like the douche guys i don't know why but that's like the new association with them when they first announced, because, uh, you know, um, when they when they just before they even showed any artwork for the movie or a trailer and they just an- announced the cast and they said Foreman Spike was going to be in it or Spike Foreman. I was like, I-, I assumed it would be something like he went to the world with them and he was like, well, the Mario Brothers were doing, you know mario brothers shit he was with bowser and he was kind of like oh yeah these these goons i'll help you get them i thought it was going to be something to that effect but i think it's probably you know to keep it not too bombarded i thought that was good the way they used them and they just kind of kept him in brooklyn i thought that worked you know he works as a good he was believable he was believable yeah i think i had that boss before actually <laughs> yeah he's a good like starting antagonist for mario and luigi and so on like that you know so it's like that they you know they, they got things to persevere over and you know obstacles to get and even like mario's own family is just you know not even on board them starting their own like business you know i well, was surprised I... sorry james go ahead oh I th- you mentioned family i was just who was surprised not to see wario there yeah, it, it's, I was actually kind of surprised that Wario didn't appear because I almost was picturing something like that appearing even like towards like the post credits. I mean, he's the cousins, right? Yeah, are they cousins? Yeah, yeah I want to yeah, say that's what it is. Cause, cause, well, I was the... I was surprised not to see Waluigi, especially during the okay. the, the opening scene where Mar- uh, Luigi and Mario are like fi- fixing uh, that bathroom sink. Cause I always thought Mario and Luigi were kind of like they, they were they were good plumbers. They did their job. They're pretty respectful. While Luigi, on the other hand, I thought was like since since he is like the re- reverse of Luigi, he's he's obviously just bad at everything, and he's like the opposite of a plumber. He breaks into people's houses and takes big poops and then clogs toilet. Well, Mario's in this whole subplot that he was very disappointed. <laughs> 
Why can't you be like your cousin Waluigi breaking into people's bathrooms and taking a shit in the sink? Why can't you do that, Luigi? It gives Luigi I, I, business. I, I want I want to see a short film by Illumination with Waluigi just doing that. Just like I, I would love to see that. I always assumed that it was just like Wario and Luigi. Wario and Waluigi were just two assholes that built their reputation around an identity around fucking with Mario and Luigi. That's all I thought. I just thought they were like, like chemically off and just like, let's build our identities around these people just to fuck with them. So, but the, the idea that they're cousins, that would make sense. So Wario is Waluigi is not. Oh, Waluigi seems like he's got like, like, you know, um, like, like pictures of like, Pictures like on like you know like with faces scratched out in his yearbook, you know. Uh, well, I think if they had Wario like in this movie, like he would definitely like to keep him to to keep him up with the times. He would definitely be like the crypto bro, because that's how he's making all his money. Oh, he's just right, like... Wario. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's always been the gold hoarder, you know, the treasure hunter. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's yeah, uh, motivated he's like, by money. He's watching the stock market. <laughs> he's on Wall Street. That's a, that'd, Wario be a good, Street. Like, that'd be a good way to lead into the second one or the third one, whichever one he comes in. Like he's like, Oh, here comes your here comes your cousin, Wario. Like uh his 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 private jet is stuck on the runway because it's made out of solid gold or something kind of like that. It can't get <laughs> it can't get airborne. And then like, you know, there's like Mario's like, I can't believe we gotta deal with this asshole. And then he finds out about the the, the um because he's also like an industrialist. He finds out finds about the Mushroom Kingdom. He's just like, we can steal the resources, and you know, starts setting up shop down there or something. Yeah, there's almost like so many places you could kind of go with that. I definitely feel like, you know, Wario is a character that you would savor for like you know a sequel or two down the line and really expand on it. Like in a sense, the roster that they have in this one is like it kind of works. It's just it's like the core characters. It's, you know, it's literally like Peach, Toad, Mario, Luigi, and Bowser, you know, and circling around all that with a couple of like cameos around them. And I think that totally works for like a first one to get it going. Yeah, and I feel like that like the story that they went with obviously is kind of directly following like a new Super Mario Brothers, especially since Peach, Mario, and Toad are all together. It kind of mm-hmm. was like following that. It, I I kind of wish that they brought up like in the movie, like how come it's just the three of them? Because I, I remember that's a criticism of the new Super Mario games. They're like it's four player co op, but there's two Toads. It's like why? Oh, where's, <laughs> where's the other? Where's 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 the other? So it's just yeah. like why why is it just the three of us all of a sudden? But I, I don't know. I think that would be kind of funny. <laughs> Well, it's like they fixed that in other ones. It was just like there was one where it's just it just felt like one of those ones like, dude, you could have just be making Mario Brothers 2, like new Super Mario Brothers 2 in a sense. And like, but for some reason, it's just like, you know, let's put two toads in there so that your two loser friends that come over that don't even have their own Wii. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they get. That's their punishment for being a bunch of cheapskates. <laughs> You're just a toad. You don't have an identity. You're yellow. You're blue. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk the Kongs. I, I I have a few things I want to mention about the whole Donkey Kong Country segment. Some I mean, good, some bad. I'm glad that Dixie Kong was in there. Not that she had a line, but <laughs> and and Chunky too. Uh huh. So DK, uh, well, you know, Tiny and Lanky, you know, they were left out. But uh, D- uh Diddy Kong was playing the bongos, which is yeah. a nice nod to Donkey Konga. 
And Cranky Cranky told Diddy to sit down, like when he was like chanting Donkey Kong's name. Cranky's just yeah. like sit down, and I'm like, oh, poor Diddy. <laughs> I, I was kind of hoping Diddy with and, and Dixie were gonna have a little bit more, like you know, just just a couple more moments. But you, you know, I once again, there's only so much time for so many characters, I guess. I'm just I was hoping to see. At yeah. Rainbow Road, at least they could have been driving a cart in the background. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. It's just I was I was thinking like we got all these other Donkey Kong ones. Why don't you just replace one of them with Diddy and Dixie at least? Yeah, I guess okay. they want the I guess they want the uh, possibility of like did they die off screen? You know, because <laughs> they, they have to like cut to them because some Kongs might have died. Some Koopa Troopers definitely died. Yeah, <laughs> I think all one right. of my favorite parts about like that whole scene between Donkey Kong and Mario fight is Cranky, like, introduces it by saying, I'm just going to throw a bunch of question mark blocks in here just to, like, keep the fight fair, because we all know if I didn't, this fight would end in, like, two seconds. (laughs) I thought that part was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a cool battle, too, like, because it kind of... Present spins. He'll be back in a second. <laughs> While he comes back online, I just wanted your input. Uh, Cranky's voice. That took me off off guard. I, I wasn't expecting it to be so lively and chipper. Mm-hmm. I was expecting something a little more cranky. <laughs> Old across, and... Yeah. He, he came across more of kind of like a... Um, well, I mean, it's Fred Armisen who voiced him, but he came across he came across like a Fred Armisen character, kind of like somebody who's like a retired like uh, like a retired New Yorker who's just like spends his whole time in coffee shops complaining about everything. You know what I mean? He came he came across to me as that kind of guy. Like, oh, what do I got to do? Do I got to do this? Are you shitting me? You know, something kind of like that. I just like that the whole like all of like the like donkey kong characters were kind of like they were uh like viewed as like kind of like full of themselves like including donkey kong himself like with the whole like nipple like dancing and stuff like that i was (laughs) like he have to have like that visual in like a like a movie made for kids is a little disturbing but i loved it at least it's just a peck peck dance dance. yeah (laughs) At least it actually show like a close up like ape nipple like like super high detailed close in. <laughs> it's like it's it's like the bat nipple, Batman Forever. Yeah. Oh, you're back. I'm back. I, sw- I, I switched internet to see if that will do anything. Um, as soon as you like, you know, I noticed as soon as you said <laughs> like that's where it cut out. I noticed you probably on mine. It's like fuck you, Rage. That's what I noticed. <laughs> oh crap. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, he um, overloaded the servers. Yeah, there's a lot of fast talking. Um, well, yeah. Um, going back to the Kongs for a second. I mean, Seth Rogen. I don't think that he was the idea. I don't know. I don't know. He kind of came across as just Seth Rogen, but to me, Donkey Kong was always just like monkey noises, other than that bad CG. Uh, show in the late 90s or late 2000s so that one who's like whoa man like a 90s surfer bro like that's hey asshole that that's funky kong stick you know so um seth rogan i didn't mind i mean i i just i just always assumed monkey noises with him 
Yeah, it, I, it I was really actually leaned in. You know, I was actually, I, you know, Seth Rogen was because that was the part that was like, hmm, I don't like Seth Rogen very much. But then, like, there is like, you know, he wasn't that bad. Not Gong. You know, I, I could take it if that's what he's going with. I feel like when Seth Rogen's in animated movies, I seem to like him more than when I have to see his face. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Spencer. I like, I like hearing Seth Rogen's voice more than seeing his face. But the thing that kind of threw me off in as Donkey Kong is when the camera zooms in on Donkey Kong and then you hear the Seth Rogen laugh. Just, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, th- that was like, hearing Seth Rogen's laugh come out, come out of Donkey Kong was very unsettling to me. <laughs> I was not ready for it. <laughs> yeah, it, just... it is. Go ahead, James. Yeah, you hear that laugh, you close your eyes, and you can imagine four other characters making that same exact laugh. <laughs> so by giving that to Donkey Kong is kind of a, an it doesn't do the character justice because Donkey Kong should have his own identity mm-hmm. instead of just being Mantis or Bob or Pumbaa. It should just be the, um, it should, they just should take stock sound effect of like a gorilla freaking out. And that's, the, <laughs> that's, that's his laugh. Like just full on, like, you know, hands smashing on the ground. Like, is that, is that how they do when, they, when they're, when they're happy? Yeah. That's what they do when they're happy. Like, oh, Okay. I, I do have one issue with that entire fight. I think that fight was really great, like Donkey Kong versus Mario. But the the entire the entire movie like does Mario representation really really great, except for when Mario hits one of the question mark blocks and like he's just regular sized Mario at that point, and a fire flower comes out. Like that wouldn't happen in the game. Like he would have to get the bigger uh, bigger mushroom and then the fire flower. And I was just like, that's, the, that's true I mean, in the it, originals. It, it, later, yeah, later in the series. Oh, yeah. that's that, that's true. That's true. But because other <laughs> games, you can get the fire flower, and Mario just advances all the way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also thinking this is Mario Maker rules, so you can just drop the whatever power ups you want because they had to make that course for him. That 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 was my logic. Oh, th- this th- like this movie would be chaotic if it was Mario Maker rules. <laughs> Oh, that's like that's that's the Mario horror movie. It's basically he's got to get out of like a saw or hostile like trap, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I could see that, but um, but yeah, no, it's just like even as cool as even when they have the cat suit in there, even though the cat suit's kind of weird, it's just the fact that like that's actually in the movie. Well, that's actually kind of a still, it's like one of those ones. Like, hey, didn't expect to see that. Well, it, it was like a good balance of like. I mean, I, I was a little disappointed I didn't get to see him in the standard fire suit, but it's not the end of the world. I wasn't expecting to see see him in see the mushroom actually make him big, or wasn't expecting him to see like in the cat suit and Tanuki suit within the same movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird that like I will say that's the weird one though. It's weird that Mario does not have the fire flower though. Like it's like Peach uses it and Donkey Kong uses it of all things, but for some reason Mario does it. And I even felt like really that scene there where like Donkey Kong gets the Fire Flower, it should have just been the other way around. Like Mario should have just got the Fire Flower just so he could have it because that's like I don't know. It just seems like one of the most iconic suits for Mario to have to not use. You know, mm-hmm. if if DK had a power mushroom and he grew bigger, I think he would have been able to go toe to toe with Bowser. Oh yeah, definitely. he would just pick Bowser, chuck him over the edge like you know Smash Brothers style. Yeah, well, I did like, like, is this your card? Just chucks him down. No, um, 
I do like the idea though when it's all like oh like five of them at the end all ganging up on Bowser. I mean, it ultimately, it came down to Mario and Luigi because Luigi needed it needed to be called Super Mario Brothers for a reason, and they even work the the Power Star because you know you think you don't think that's going to work as an orchestral, but they find a way to make it happen. You're gonna, you're gonna kill you're gonna hate me here, but that's not a Power Star. It's a oh. Starman. Oh, right. That's right. true. It's like it's like the stars you get from Mario Party. I just yeah, yeah. I'm so used to Star I'm Starman to... is the one that turns invisible. Power stars are the ones you collect. That's true. Those are the That's power true. sources. But the, the movie itself calls them power stars. It's like Shigeru, my man. Get on. You this created shit. this shit. <laughs> you, get it right. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely was what, but I will say music wise, like that's the thing is like I love how many times they incorporated like Mario songs in there throughout it and pieced them together so it felt really legitimate how the songs kind of went down. And then even when they they use like, you know, like uh, you know, a, a traditional like rock song or pop song or something like that, I'm glad that the ones they all chose, they all went with like 80 songs. I felt like it's one of those ones I'm, like they didn't throw some stupid like here's some, you know, mumble rap from, you know, 2023 we're going to throw over the top or you know, some dumb pop song that like all the kids will be into for like 6 months. I'm glad that like they they didn't do that. They're like, "No, no, no. We're going to stick to like if it's going to be something, at least it's going to be something you would have listened to in the 80s while, you know, <laughs> playing Mario Brothers, nothing else." Cuz all the songs that they did choose, I'm like, "Yeah, that makes sense. At least it fits with more like kind of like old school gaming well koji kondo uh worked uh, on he, i think he helped uh re-orchestrize uh the score for for a movie format and he mm-hmm. worked with uh brian tyler as well which brian tyler is known for kind of like uh, just getting um getting like the right songs like for the for for like a score and i think that's where he comes in for um getting like all the 80 songs like thunderstruck as much as i hate the song thunderstruck i think it fit for where where it's placed so <laughs> well, she's not music, I, I like acdc it gives me like a maximum overdrive feel did you guys notice there's a bit of drama going on right now because in the credits when they have uh, the bowser's fury track and the dk rap credited mm-hmm. it just it just says from donkey kong 64 oh it's all it says that's all it says. And the, the artist who composed the song went to Twitter basically saying that he's kind of disappointed that he wasn't credited for it. You know, a lot, a lot of people don't get credited in life. You know, you should be grateful your song's actually in the movie. That's all I got to say. But No, I, I could feel the guy. I mean, everybody else's song is in there. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of get, I, get I, I kind of feel for him in that aspect. But regarding like sampled songs, though, I'll say... Um, I kind of felt half and half about the needle drops. Like there's some where, like that fits. There's some where like, I mean, I feel like we've heard um, I need a hero so many times and especially in a lot of montages. So I was like that one again, but I really liked, um, I guess I'll say it, it, it footloose I think is 85. So maybe that's the only like connection that I think, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like that Matt or maybe, maybe footloose is 81. Take that back. It's like right after Friday the 13th, but whatever. Um, it's one of those ones where, like, that's I pictured that because it's because it is going with the '80s thing, you know. No, no, I get that, and they even, but I, I it just was one of those songs I think I've heard so many times that it would just been kind of like, I don't know, not, not a weird choice, but I guess just a very just one that when I heard I need a hero was going to be in the movie, 
was like, oh, I bet I know what scene it's going to be in. Oh, it's this <laughs> scene. But then, yeah. like, I think um, No Sleep Till Brooklyn by the Beastie Boys, I thought that was used well because they're in Brooklyn. Yeah. It's kind of getting you up and amped for the movie. And even though that's a song I've heard a lot, I don't – it's not a song that immediately, like, is the first thing I would have thought of right there. So um, I think – Take on me was kind of just like there a little randomly, but not the word. Once again, none, none of the song choices killed the movie for me. But actually, I thought I thought Thunderstruck, even though I'm not a big ACDC fan, um, I thought Thunderstruck actually did work good for that whole build up scene for the carts. I think the thing that made me like just like watching this movie like all together as a whole, it, like this movie looks really great, and I know I'm not one person to like complain about graphics for nintendo games but like don't you after seeing this movie don't we all want to see like a 4k like high res like mario mario game like how great would that like bowser looked amazing like like mm-hmm. in the, like in 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 this movie i just want like i like the the stylistic like uh, art style for uh nintendo games but like after seeing this movie it makes me like like dream of like a 4k switch I'm not trying to be like how... one of those people but with with the change in designs like you know mario has the the cuffs on his his uh shirt collar on his gloves peach i mean she's pretty faithful but like her face has a, a bit more of that like disney princess look mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looks less anime. Yeah, I mean, like, if you were to look side by side, it's similar enough, but you can, there's just something different about it. I don't know if the eyes are bigger or something. But it's funny. It's kind of like the American filter over it, is what I sort of feel. Like, it it, it doesn't have the anime thing. You know, (laughs) it feels like the kind of the way that, like, the Resident Evil games have been in, like, the last while is like, that feels like they lost the anime look to them, which sounds like such a a minor thing, but it makes a big difference when you're, like, looking at stuff. Mm -hmm. Toad. I mean, he was pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. King and Michael Key. That's Toad. <laughs> Do you think he's going to be yeah, Captain yeah. Toad by the next one? Well, I, I, they didn't call him Captain Toad, but they had his music track playing when they introduced the character. So and his that pretty much confirms that that is Captain yeah. Toad. Yeah, I thought that the whole time, too. I mean, he's thirst for adventure. No other Toad has has that driver ambition. So clearly he's Captain Toad. And I think I think... Toadette will probably make an appearance in the sequel. Yeah. Who well, who do you want to voice Toadette? Like for dream casting, for fan casting. <laughs> I, I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> this is a weird one. Like, you know, I've never thought about who should play what, but Toadette, man, I, I got somebody totally in mind. Be- Bella Robert Ramsey. Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro, that's my choice. <laughs> just see what happens. Just, you just picture Robert De Niro like, oh, go, go, I can be in this next movie. Like, who am I playing? Just shows a picture of Toadette. You, you fucking serious? Is it, this is the movie I signed up for? Yeah. He'd make, he'd yeah, make fuck a good it, let's do it. Oh, yeah. I, I do like how, like, they, they did have, like, King Boo was in there, even though, you know, in same of um, the King Babom guy from uh, Mario 64. And just just a bunch of the other little like background characters that you know are just there just to you know to fill it out, but that kind of works well. This is, speaking mm-hmm. of background characters, Spencer, uh, what did we all think of of depressed Luma? 
<laughs> that's like one of those ones that like it sort of surprises me that a, that a character that dark talking about death because it sounds weird like there's some things i think about that like you know it's weird how some things can't be done today that you know could have been done back in the day but then there's other stuff too because i always just picture back in like you know like 80s and 90s cartoons like when like they had to be very careful about like what they said about death and so on like that and how this movie's just saying death left and right in a weird way and you're like huh that's funny how like you know like death is okay now <laughs> And how it's excited, it's about to die. It's like, yay! And then once it's getting lifted up, it's like, there's only way. There's only one way to escape, and that's the sweet release of death. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought like I would not. I would not expect to hear that and be like, you know, in a kid friendly one, like you know what I mean. Like they'd be like a little kid, be like, it's okay, daddy. I'm fine with death. It's fine. It's I saw the star thing do it, and now I'm going to accept my own fate. You're like, whoa, 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 Billy, Jesus Christ, what happened to you? That's just because between the eighties and between the eighties and today, we've had the the goth movement and the emo movement mm-hmm. to to give rise to darkness is cool. It's in. You're not alive and, and unless you're dying. <laughs> I know, and, and that's, that's what that Luma thing was, where it's just you know they're just uh, sacrificing itself, which makes me wonder that like is that going to lead into a Rosalina like farther down the line? I was I, can, I was. Honestly, surprised that Rosalina wasn't the end credit scene. Yeah, because I kinda, otherwise that, that, more... that Luma mm-hmm. didn't serve a purpose or plot. You could remove it from the movie, and the movie would essentially still be the same. It's... Yeah, it's more of a joke character, I guess. It's there. It's there to you know throw some laughs in. Is what its purpose yeah, is. But they could have they could have used any other character for that. Really, there's lots. There's plenty of cast and characters, but Luma's. A Luma, like what? What the hell is like a Luma doing there? Planting a seed for later, because the fact that it, it was so like ready for death tells me it's probably been there for a very long time. So it could also be planting seeds for like Rosalina down the line, if anything. And if not, oh look, it's it's a murderous, depressed Luma who saw that coming. Well, you, you know, know who's got the shaft? Mm-hmm. You know, all this focus on Luma. They even have a McDonald's toy of the Luma. Where's Yoshi? Okay, you can say the, 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 very, the very end. Yeah, post-credits, Yoshi, fine. But yeah, Yoshi deserves better than that. They really did him They did him wrong. Well, I felt like they are going old school Mario because Yoshi always seems kind of like, I guess you would say like wave two of Mario in a sense, like second generation Mario. So I felt like... They're going to keep it kind of NES old school, and then the next one, they're going to give it more of a Mario world and, you know, beyond kind of thing. Even though I know they have a bunch of other stuff in here. That's fine. Then get rid of the fucking Luma. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I think? You know where I also think the Luma's going to is uh, because Peach literally has a thing where Mario's like, yo, maybe you're from Brooklyn or something like that. You're Queens. Yeah, you're a queen. That's where you got to be from, though. But, like, (laughs) it's one of those ones where she goes, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I'm from, there's, there's all kinds of galaxies, Mario. Galaxies, Mario. Mario, Galaxy, Mario. <laughs> Start sinking into his head. Start like, zooming on her face slow. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Well, I'm fine with that. Like, like, yeah, I love Galaxy. I just they're they're skipping they're skipping Yoshi and going straight to Galaxy. I I I think what I mean I I don't know who knows what they're gonna do because this is a big like mixture of a bunch of them. But um, I feel like maybe something like I I hope that's not like because. 
I like Galaxy. It's a fun game, but it's not my favorite aesthetic for Mario. So I hope for the second movie, Rosalina could be there. Maybe we're in space for a minute, but I hope we're just still seeing more of other versions of the Mushroom World. Because one thing, one small complaint I do have is, I mean, because the movie kept on going and there was a variety of locations. But like, oh, we're walking through the desert land for a second. We're walking through Yoshi's Island. There's some in the background for a second. We didn't really, there weren't the Donut Plains, but, you know, we didn't really have seen any of the level stuff there. It was just kind of like now we're, now we're DK's Island. So it, it would have been kind of cool if there was like a scene or two in between where we got to see some kind of like interaction with like, those environments but at the same time it's it's not the end of the world and but i like to see a sequel movie continue that but but james something we mentioned on octorok talk when the first trailer dropped was we were debating if yoshi is going to be in it what would he be and for a minute we were i almost assumed he was just going to be kind of like the horse like the horse that's with a little bit of personality but i guess if they save him for a post-credit scene he's going to be an actual character are they going to give him a speaking role you know because yoshi I mean, he does communicate with the characters in the games, but he never he doesn't have like a okay. Paper Mario, the Yoshis do talk; they have dialogue boxes and everything. Mm-hmm. But in the mainline games, yeah, he's like like you said, he's just the horse with personality. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know what to expect. You know, if, he's obviously going to be in the movie, but to what capacity? And okay, and get this too: that egg is in Brooklyn. But the Mario Brothers have set up shop in the Mushroom Kingdom. So when the Yoshi hashes, Mario is not going to know about it. He's just going to be running around Brooklyn. You still got to visit the parents. Yeah. <laughs> got to go Mario, back and visit. this weird fucking dog we just got. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm always hoping, I'm hoping that Yoshi is just going to be treated like Blue from Jurassic World since o- Owen Played, also played by Chris Pratt. Mario and, sticks yeah. his hand out. Yeah, Mario sticks his hand out and just be like, <laughs> be like Yoshi, listen to me. Punches him in the back of the head. <laughs> That's it. No, listening. <laughs> oh, so this movie answers a big, a lifelong question about the fire flower. Some people assumed that when you eat the fire flower, it's spicy and you sneeze fireballs. Really? Because in the original game, it looks like, you know, I don't know, it looks like it could coming out of the nose. But uh, here, it's I've, I've never heard this before. <laughs> Go oh, on more. Yeah, I've it. never heard this before either. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, what? Dude, somebody, somebody has been thinking a little too hard on the original Mario Brothers game. <laughs> Just the sound effect. You know, it's, it's like he's coughing like a beluga or something. <laughs> and and the, the, you know, yeah, he's obviously he's throwing the fireballs in later games, but like in the original versions, it looks like he's just kind of like right up against his face when he when he is doing a snot rocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, one thing I was thinking, going back to what Ryan was saying, and actually going back to what James was saying originally, but um, you know, like when they're going through those worlds and they just kind of quickly like montage their way through the desert, the Yoshi Island, and so on. That's almost like when you, if you were going to like give it like that extra like you know 10 or 20 minutes more extending it is giving it that a little bit more adventure type scene and having that be the part there that stretches it out where there, there is this adventure to make it feel like man it took a long time to get to kong island or whatever kong kingdom if, if time is of the essence does the mushroom kingdom really have no mode of transportation 
I guess not, unless you I guess I guess I guess Kongs have a monopoly on the cart. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but they they got like the Henry Ford over there making them. You yeah. can only you can only uh, place pipes in so many areas. So, and that, that's that's where the Mario Brothers come in when they set up shop at the at the end. They're gonna they're gonna extend the pipe network. The pipe transportation. The PTA. Like pipe. PTA One hole at a time. <laughs> we're, we're, we're literally bringing, you know, plumbing to the entire Mushroom Kingdom. You know what? You apes aren't just shitting out trees anymore. You're going to use a toilet like everybody else. <laughs> you fucking savages. Uh, here's actually a quick question. When, when they're on Yoshi's Island for a second, did anybody, because this might immediately dis, 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 uh, disprove my theory, um, was there any green Yoshis back there? I was looking. I didn't see any green Yoshis. I didn't see any. Maybe so. this Yoshi being green. Maybe if this, because first off, it establishes as the Yoshi, not a blue or red Yoshi or a side Yoshi, the Yoshi. They might do a thing like, well, green Yoshis are special because they're very rare. Because red Yoshis have fire, blue Yoshis can fly, yellow Yoshis earthquake. Yet green Yoshis do it all. So they might do something like that, possibly. Ryan, just like Blue from Jurassic World. Just like Blue. Special. <laughs> Green. He's special. Green. He puts, he puts the hand out. He puts the hand out and they do the whole like, ah, oh, they just eats him. Yeah. I want this so bad. Universal, if you're listening wow. to this podcast, just like t- take notes from me. <laughs> if you steal this, I, like you don't have to credit me. I just want to see this. I just want to see this right now. Another thing that I want to see, like in like future, um, universal films is that mario brothers their family fast x is coming out next month can we start the fcu the family cinematic universe <laughs> headline headlined by mario brothers and dominic toretto and company <laughs> so they're coming in so he's come like so like he opens up a corona he's like what the fuck is that doing in this house <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's funny because I'm it's only red wine in this house. Get the fuck out! It, it's funny that I brought this up, but like when Peach, when they're racing on Rainbow Road, and Peach looks over at Mario and says, "You don't have any, you don't have uh, Rainbow Roads for you to drive on, uh, like on the human world," and and Mario's just like, "Not that I know of." And in my head, I'm just like, clearly he hasn't seen Fast and Furious because <laughs> the, the places they go. <laughs> The places they go in that movie, like it, it's pretty much on on level of Rainbow Road. <laughs> true, true. You know, it's, it's just like space, Mario. Right? It's all about family. <laughs> Did you guys catch the uh, Super Mario Land reference? Are you? That only got by me. Which one it's got by the, mon- the the adventure montage scene? Oh, is that the desert area? Close, when when they when they climb up the cliffs and they have that overview, those weren't mountains; those were Moai statue heads. Oh, I thought that was meant to be like the donut plains because they kind of had holes on the side. So I thought maybe that was like the donuts uh, I mean, of like Mario World. I could be wrong, but I saw some faces. That's a possibility too. I mean, I appreciate if they gave the Mario Land games more love. You know, that's the thing. Like we don't talk about it, but um. I'm not getting my hopes up. It'd be cool if they acknowledge, like, not the paper versions, but maybe the characters from Paper Mario or even Mario and the Seven Mario RPG. You know, 
Yeah, yeah you, just, you just gotta get all the square licensing from them. <laughs> Good luck with Hopefully. that. I know, Hopefully. it's like Square Square just for some reason they're like, no, we're locking all our create owner created characters in a vault. No Gino. Yeah, <laughs> no Gino. I can you know, I mean like I don't know. It's like God. They they put Cloud and Sethroff in you know the Smash Brothers. Like, but it's like no, you ain't getting Gino. He's too expensive. <laughs> what, what is the price on a doll that was in one game almost like over twenty years ago? What is the price on that fucking thing? If you're Everything. Nintendo, then it's priceless. <laughs> well, it was Square's the one that owns them, <laughs> so it's like it was all the ones like, well, you guys can have Mallow. Like nobody wants Mallow. <laughs> <laughs> Mallow's just supposed to be, you know, the player avatar character because you're a big, you know, fat bitch that's always crying. There we go. Square said it. <laughs> Stop oh, saying that's in your boys. fan mail. <laughs> and God forbid, stop having you guys dress up as Tara for Final Fantasy VI. We're sick and tired of seeing you, you soft cloud boys dressed up like her. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably pretty on point right there. Well, I wish that like you could have a Mario RPG one because I feel that would make for such a strong story. That once again goes with like the, the the kind of thing where you if you had like Smithy take over Bowser's castle and all that stuff, and you planned a big old adventure that way, add in some other characters. I know that that's going to be like next to impossible, but I think that's set up for such a cool. I mean, that's like that's like my favorite Mario game. So just the fact of having that as a full on like you know movie reference for the you know the usage of it, I think would be awesome. The whole time, like, remind, remind me. Good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Universal has already announced that they are working on a Donkey Kong spinoff. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure I read something like that with Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong that they wow. they wanted they wanted to do more with that character. I I didn't hear an official thing, but I heard it's more rumored. But it may make sense because they're doing a. They're doing a Donkey Kong extension at the Nintendo theme parks. And then, I mean, why of, of every of any character you could have Mario interact with and go to his world, why would it be Donkey Kong? Because they never do that in the mainline games. You only do that like in a couple of spinoff games. So it makes sense, you know? Well, I mean, I guess because like Mario and Donkey Kong are kind of like the original like characters that were sort of together. Yeah, it's just that it's, it's like classic. I guess it's classic Nintendo and it's, you know, it's it, like the origin stage almost, but um, but I feel like it's also just so different though from like because Mario and like Donkey Kong, like they're like Mario never really goes to Donkey Kong Country. Like I like it's it sounds like something I'd be for, it, and I'm happy they did it. It just when they first announced this movie, that is not a team up I was expecting. I didn't think they'd have, they would ever do that. You know. Yeah, it's kind of weird that there's very little like Nintendo crossover for the most part beyond Smash Brothers. You know, like, you're just so surprised that you don't see more. I mean, even, like, it's, like, the thing that I've always thought about, like, my whole life is why in, like, Mario Kart and even Mario Party, why has has there never been, like, a Nintendo Party? Or, like, even, like, you know, in Mario Kart just literally have all kinds of, like, like the Smash Bros. of Mario Kart where you just have all the other characters. I don't don't know why that still, this day and age, has never come out. Well, Mario Kart's getting there, like, with Link and Mario Kart It's got the Splatoon character. It's got a few Mm of them. And, you know, it's got... But uh, my my question is, is that, it, Ryan, you mentioned the NCU, like Nintendo wants to make other like uh, n- other Nintendo films. 
would you be okay with with uh with uh, illumination kind of like tackling like a zelda like zelda movie or do you want that to be live action here's the thing i i think uh well first off james is probably more the person to ask for this and oh, okay How, however <laughs> i'll get mine out of the way real quick um illumination zelda i i, I don't know I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they, they impressed me with this movie, but this movie wasn't very like plot heavy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at the exact same time. I mean, we even James and I even talked about this, about the possibility of an NCU and the idea of like, I think Marvel and DC could work well off each other because they're, they, they share the same universe, but NCU is multiple universes within so you'd have to do something i feel like for for like a smash brothers movie to happen and make really make sense and make things feel like they're on the same page you would have to make something you'd have to make them more like if you kirby cannot be as cute and fluffy you'd have to darken kirby up kirby have to be more fantasy sci-fi mario would have to be more like a steampunky guillermo del toro thing you know where like to be on the same page as Samus or Link. So I think something like Metroid and Zelda by Illumination to build up to a Smash Bros movie. I mean, I'd see it, but I'm also not sure what that would be if I'd be honest, but yeah, sorry, James, I went longer than I planned on. (laughs) I would prefer to see Zelda live action and have them tackle the epic adventures like on the scale of breath of the wild twilight princess ocarina if if we go if if we do the ncu like ryan said in order for there to be uh cohesion congruence they would all have to be stylized not exactly the same but similar enough so if they do if illumination does zelda it would be the short stack 8-bit original Elf Link. Or Toon Link? It would be classic. I think it would be classic fantasy Zelda, like mm-hmm. the original on the NES. And I think Nintendo, you know, they have... If, if, if they want to start a franchise, I think that they do... That they've shown that, that they are wanting to reference the beginning instead of just jumping in somewhere in the middle of the franchise. So they, mm-hmm. I wouldn't imagine an Ocarina kind of story. It would just be simple. Zelda, Link, Ganon, Hyrule, monsters, wizards, Octoroks. You know, it, just, it would be just generic, family-friendly fantasy. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's one of those ones, it's like, I feel like, okay, because definitely, once again, Illumination kind of won me over in this Mario movie, you know? And, um, you know, if they did Zelda, they would definitely have to change up i think the like like you know tone change the tone a bit i'd be afraid if it would have too much comedy in it because i think in a sense in a weird way like if you're gonna do a zelda movie you almost gotta at least treat it like lord of the rings or something like that like you gotta give it kind of like you could still have a comedy character and things like in there you know you can have you know like in a sense your hobbits or whatever the heck you want to have but for the most part it should still be yeah like tingle would be like he'd be like the equivalent of your hobbits you'd be like why the hell did we bring these guys along the whole time like just give aragorn the ring and he'll he'll solve the issue right from the start (laughs) (laughs) you know one of those kind of things you know give aragorn the ring give him everything there we go but like it's one of those ones i feel that's like if you're gonna have that live action tone you could have like that 
Not saying you couldn't do it animated as well, but you would still have to keep, I think the tone would have to still be a little bit more kind of just a little bit more serious, just, you know, an, enough to kind of keep that Zelda thing. You know, it's sort of like if you did a Metroid one. A Metroid one, I feel like you'd have to do real, you have to play it real straight, you know. Yeah, I think or you like, could get away with Star Fox. Star Fox could be. Star Fox, they should just I do it all say, puppets like the commercial. <laughs> that would be that would be good. As a I'm done with that. Guillermo del Toro, get him to do it. Like a Tim <laughs> Henson. <laughs> yes, yes. Like just, yeah. Like if you combine like whatever boy Jim Henson with, um, you know, Guillermo del Toro, combine that, that two together and make the Star Fox movie. After seeing a fox in space, I can't help but imagine Star Fox as like a hard, gritty, like 80s sci-fi noir type world. That's just kind of like what I almost imagine it now, just like uh-huh. the, the way the way that is. But um, I still think I think you are right, though. I think Star Fox would be a little bit more doable. I think it kind of middle ground. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm up for whatever they do. I'm curious. And um you know, Nintendo ha- holds the power, so they might come in and just say, hey, go, because th- with this, with this, I think we all <sighs> assume that they're just going to minionify everything, and they probably would have to do some kind of soft middle ground for, like, something like Zelda or F-Zero or Samus, but at the exact same time, I feel like Nintendo's like, look, you guys have to bring your fucking A-game for this shit, all right? We just don't dole this shit out to anybody. You guys got to fucking bring it, all right? And I feel like Everybody, because most of the people working on this, I think we're definitely obviously Nintendo fans, especially a bunch of animators ranging from their 20s to 40s, definitely probably into video games and know the material. So I think you just got to, you know, as long as everyone's on board. Question for the panel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think Nintendo defines as their marker for success for this movie? How much money it makes? or how it's received? Probably money. I hate to sort of say it, but I think Nintendo kind of goes, we know we got good shit, so we don't care what you think, but we, but you know, the money, <laughs> money and fans talk. Yeah. What was the budget on this? I'd say money, money and yeah. And fan reception. Right, Cause I am curious. Budget, to know I don't know off the top of my head. I am curious to know like what the like the box office numbers are like for for opening weekend. But what was the budget? If anyone has that one pulled up, yeah, I, I, I don't. I I could pull it up, but um, so I was just gonna say though, is this movie though? I don't know about you guys, but like this movie was pretty jam packed on all the screenings already, just in day one. On a Wednesday, yeah, yeah. So I mean, granted, it is a holiday weekend, I guess. So there's higher chance people having days off, but um. But beyond that, though, I feel I felt like I haven't seen this many people in the theaters since literally close to like uh, Endgame era. Do you think it'll top Sonic? Yeah, oh, I Sonic think it is will. Number number one top spot. For oh yeah, video game for adaptation. sure. I, I think so. I think Nintendo's like, no, no, no. You you put that blue hedgehog back in his place. I'm <laughs> <laughs> back in his fucking corner. James, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I was kind of waiting to like kind of uh, to poise the same question. I, I I think this movie like is a hundred times better than the Sonic movie, and I really like Sonic <laughs> One and Two, but like, like I think it's just my bias because I like Mario more than Sonic. But I feel like the, I think th- there's something extra special about this movie because it's an, it's fully animated. Like if the if Sonic it, 
if Sonic was actually fully animated and they actually do the same references like the Mario, like this Mario movie did, uh, I think I would say that they're kind of like on the on like even ground. But the fact that it's live action and animated, so, the Sonic movies are, I don't necessarily like it as much as uh, as much as this movie. But one sec, yeah, grounding it. One quick thing to answer the question you asked, you asked earlier: the budget is a hundred million. And right now, box office is uh, 66.4 million, but it's not even Friday yet. So yeah, it's literally only in like a day and a half in. Yeah. Oh, that's those are those are good projections. Yeah. Oh, Sonic, right? Um, Yeah. So, actually, were you going to say something, Spencer? (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say. Actually, I think James was going to say something, so I'll let him go first. Oh, I'm just bouncing off what Marley said about how having something in live action is is a limiting factor to the number of Easter eggs and references and little things that you could include in the movie. Mm-hmm. If the whole place, if, if the Sonic took place on Mobius and you, 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 you know, then you have the, the entire franchise as, as a, as a buffet that you can pull from. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think that's definitely true. And I mean, it, it's kind of easy to kind of go like, Oh yeah, the Mario movie has even more stuff than like Sonic does. I'm like, well, it did also come after. So it, it, once you like Sonic kind of did lay a little bit of foundation in a weird way, you know, to kind of get in this like resurgence of video game movies once again, you know, and for what it is, it still delivers, but it is like that one, like I will say that what makes the Mario one so nice is it's literally all killer no filler where the Sonic one, even though as much as I like it, there is still a little bit of that filler. It's not terrible filler, but it still is there just to kind of like pad it for like what they assume is a larger audience where this Mario one just kind of did the thing. Like be like, no, fuck you. You're here for Mario, right? Yeah. And sit back and like, this is what you're watching. You know, we, we, we don't need to have in like, Oh, and here's just a random other character there that they're going to drag along the whole time that, you know, has nothing to do with it. You know? You know, it's, it, none, none of that stuff. None of, or let's have the Avatar Scorpion character from Mortal Kombat that, like, no, no, how about you just have regular Scorpion? <laughs> Scorpion's great, great, great grandson who doesn't fucking do anything. Yeah, no, fuck, fuck that Mortal Kombat movie. God, the more, that the, Mortal Kombat movie is, it's such a bummer. It's like, that's my, my least favorite Mortal Kombat movie I've seen. I know we're, that's getting off the rails, but that, like, I felt like that was supposed to be such a big comeback. Like, and then I was just like, no, no, that was. It was kind of it had a couple it had moments. I'm not gonna say it didn't have moments, but it was just like the first ten minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple couple good death scenes, but that's about it. Like, you know, where I think this Mario Brothers movie, I think we, we really are going into the new age. I think what's gonna really happen is I think video game movies are gonna have a strong comeback because Sonic did well, because Mario Brothers and technically even Mortal Kombat, it's not like it did bad, you know. It's just it just had some stupid choices in it, you know. Um but Well, and then you have uh, the the Last of Us TV show as well. I know that's like way different, like area. Like it, one is one is like ha- like Mario and Sonic are kind of happy go lucky like comedies, and Last of Us is just dark and depressing that makes me want to end my life. But at least video games, like with those three projects, video game movies are and TV shows are are starting to come up. So. Yeah, and The Last of Us was. The, I mean, I, I went in with think of when I heard they were making Last of Us. It's already cinematic, but they, the show did a good job of emphasizing and focusing on things. The game didn't have a chance to, but still kept up the pace of the game. And and on top of that, it was also it still kept most importantly the vibe and tone of the game and followed the story very closely, but changed enough things to keep you on your toes. 
but I guess regarding this compared to Sonic, I got mixed feelings because um, I don't know. I think Sonic 2, like Sonic 2, not Sonic 1, Sonic 2, I think technically is a better movie. But as a fan experience, this one has it down a bit more. But I mean, I can't deny how happy and how amped I was when Sonic 2 was came out because that was stuff I never thought I'd see on the big screen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with you, Ryan, a little bit. It's just the pop culture references in both the Sonic films. I felt I, like I groaned a little bit more than the pop culture references in Mar- in the Mario movie. <clears throat> I just felt there's more like nuance in both Sonic movies just because there's more like actual character development. And like, I, I get what you mean, like because um, there was some groany humor in both Sonic movies. But they're, at the same time, I thought they were also funnier than uh the mario movie at the same time but still had a little bit more groaniness in the more than the mario movie but at the same yeah. t- but it, it, i also like i feel like the mario movie most things they kind of spoon feed you information there's like the small things i mentioned like small interactions between mario and luigi that i think are good but like mar but sonic actually leaves there's nuance there's hints there's you know where this one Everything is like, let's explain it to you as if you're a, a child ridden with ADD, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you have every opportunity. You had every opportunity to make like cringy and kind of groany like like scenes in the Mario movie if Jack Black didn't play Bowser. But Jack Black nailed it as Bowser. Like every like he's I, I'm looking at one of these reviews on Letterboxd and someone just called about the original uh, called Bowser, the original incel of just <laughs> it's so i'm just like they're like four stars bowser is the original incel it's so great well even the whole poem like peaches 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 like he just like so like they nail bowser down so good because he's like he is like very all like they got all they got his vulnerability side because he's always super like insecure when it comes to comparing himself to mario and peach but then when he goes full on beast mode and he actually is scary at the end, like at the end of the movie, it's like, no, there's a reason we're scared of Bowser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is super powerful. And you know, one thing I do want to say is like, come back to Sonic though. This is definitely where everybody at Sonic putting together. Number three is definitely like, Oh no, now we, we have to step this one up. I feel Sonic three is definitely going to get like, no, go even harder, Sonic. I bet. I bet you because of this Mario Brothers movie, they're gonna they're gonna really go ham on that next Sonic. You know who wins when there's comp- competition like that? Us, the viewer, the fans. <laughs> yeah. It's like which which cake is more delicious? Fuck that! I'm gonna eat both. I love cake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tailgate off what you just said, Spencer. Um, I feel like there is like a draft, like they have like the overall like um, structure of what um, Sonic 3 is going to be. And they're just sitting back with their feet on the table waiting for this movie. Like, all right, let's see what these fuckers pull off. I'm like, ah, oh, that's your fucking move. Well, I raise you. Like, all right, guys, one more draft. Let's get this shit going, you know? Get the I raise you. Yeah. I raise you, Dominic Toretto, racing Sonic. Yeah. In Sonic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I raise you, Keanu Reeves, voicing Shadow. Bam! Oh, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be hard to. to everyone loves Keanu. John, yeah. John, John Wickify, Sonic Three. 
give shadow his guns yeah Yeah, give him because that's that's what the kids always wanted you know (laughs) (laughs) oh that's what sega's like yeah that's that's why we gave shadow a gun kids wanted guns you're getting fucking drawings all day of song with a gun like all right well just stop another columbine let's make this happen (laughs) (laughs) oh shit oh shit ryan (laughs) <laughs> All right. tell, tell me what you think of this in the SNES era mm-hmm. every TV show or movie was getting a video game adaptation left and right now it seems reversed now it seems like now it's the games that are being adapted not the other way around which kind of bums me out because I like I you know I know people always want to go like oh movie adaptations have never been good like no 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 that's so untrue I think at least half of them are actually pretty darn good games you know it's just there's there is there is the bad ones and that's what stands out but people think that's everything but I miss the days of great TV and movie adaptation games like you know things like I, Super Nintendo and Genesis era that's a perfect example like you got things like the Jurassic Park games on there like the True Lies really any Arnold Schwarzenegger type game and so on like that <laughs> there were so many fun neat things they had. And, you know, I wish there was more of that. You know, it's kind of a bummer that you don't get the adaptation games anymore. I think it depends on the one, because I feel like we, especially like around, like, I think like Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo era, like uh, adaptation, like um, um, tie-in games. I think those had a good chance of being good because that was the closest thing you'd be playing in the movie. But once you got to like PlayStation, 64 and then playstation 2 and gamecube once you got to that era that's where i felt like i was paying 60 dollars or 50 dollars for what's really a 20 dollar experience because they didn't want to reveal all the concept art or the whole script or the whole movie to the team so they just did crunch time they cranked this thing out and it was always a game you could be like in like four hours give or take so that that's kind of how i felt about like our high school era and middle school era of like game movies and tie-ins. But um, I think there are other exceptions, of course, like GoldenEye. Apparently that Chronicles of Riddick one's really good, you know? So Yeah, with those adaptations, I felt like whatever genre they were, if they were third-person adventure, first-person shooter, platformer, they were always subpar. They just did the bare minimum. They just painted it with a coat of paint of whatever franchise that was. And, they didn't really many. I can't think of many that really revolutionized the genre, brought something new and fresh. And so, like you know, when I read reviews for those games, the first thing people say is the controls suck, and then second, the graphics suck. <laughs> yeah, but the music's always good because they they bring over the music, the licensed music. Well, it's like you know, I'll say in the GameCube kind of era, in N sixty four, a perfect example of a really good one is the 007 games. Because, like, every single one of those pretty much always delivers. And, you know, those ones are dialed in, you know, and there's mixed matches between some that are adaptations and then some that are all original stories, of course. But Yeah, I can see that one. I think 007's always been on it more than other franchises. I'm just thinking of, like, a lot of the, you know, early 2000s superhero movies that got, like, tie-in video games. Like, even, like, Batman Begins wasn't necessarily like the worst game but it were even like but it wasn't like worth like 50 bucks when it came out especially it was just kind of like it, it also presented the idea it presented the early foundation for arkham which is batman stealth but it just was there's only one of two ways you can do this 
and you know to stop the bad guy and you can't fight the bad guy until you scare them and they drop they're so scared they drop their guns or whatever you know so it was just one of those kind of things but yeah um i'm surprised there's no tie-in stuff other than toys for this movie you think they would have done something you think i would would play super mario brothers the movie the game well there was a lot of mario kart references in 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 this movie do you think nintendo is working on like mario kart tracks for like for like kind of revamped like like rainbow road or something like that or new carts would you want there's a few there's a few packs that still got to come out so they might throw in a couple courses from the movie Mm -hmm. we already have like 10 rainbow roads in mario kart 8 as as i know i know this one it from the movie is you know it's it's new it's unique it's 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 different but it's just Mad another Max fight. It's yeah. Mad Max fight. <laughs> yeah, I, the only thing I could really see is I could see maybe this is still kind of a long shot, but is if you had sort of like the the like the Mario and Luigi and Peach costumes in a sense like movie versions. I could see maybe that, but that's still such a. I, I feel like so still at the end of the day, it's Japanese, so they're going to be like, well, let's be honest, that's the American version, you know. If, you know, it's it's still not the exact same thing. So I, I don't know if they want to, like, still combine that into there. Not saying that they're not proud of it, but... Is it just IG talking... Uh, just talking, like, what, like, a little bit about, like, that uh, Mad Max, like, Mario Kart race. Did Was I the only one that expected, like, a Koopa just out, out of nowhere to, like, spray paint, like, their mouth silver and just, like, for, for the Mushroom <laughs> Kingdom! And I'm just like... Witness me! Well, that one guy more or less did. Not, yeah, they spray paint and then just see kamikazes like the blue shell the guy. He needed was miss just eat, yeah the blue shell guy. He seemed to put like the rising sun bandana on his head before going in. Like that scene is like absolutely incredible, just brilliantly animated and just like I like the way it looked and like I don't know. It's just like. I'm just like, wow, these animators, they definitely watch Mad Max, for sure, and they really like it a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, Mario Kart games have always been known to be chaotic, but never explosions. Like That's, that's a, <laughs> yes. a, a new one. <laughs> well, they do that part, like, the very beginning. Where's, where's Lakitu? Picking everybody up and putting them back on the track. Lakitu's gone. No, nope, not on this one. Was even that far, like, at the beginning, like, when they first go to, like, Kong Island or whatever, and then they're like, okay, get in the back of this car, and then, like, he eats his banana, and he chucks it out backwards, and then some poor guy just driving to work slips on the banana, and he goes off the edge. It's, like, literally like that scene in the opening of Speed Racer where it just flies off the edge. A giant explosion goes up. It's like, ah! it's like, is this every day to work here? Like, Jesus, you just murdered that poor guy. See that that, that guy you that guy you're talking about, Spencer, reminds me of the scooter guy from Jurassic World Three, where this guy's just riding just like just 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 this random scooter that he probably like earned like hella money for, like he, he like he saved up hella money for, and he just gets eaten by a T Rex. It's like just a random bystander, just like in the in, in the in Donkey Kong's world, just like it just gets blown up by Donkey Kong. Delicious. <laughs> I yeah. feel bad for that guy. That part was too enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the uh, the I I remember when Mad Max Fury Road, everyone walking out of that movie was like, dude, that was like Mario Kart on crack. So I think they like took that to heart and just was like, you know what? Let's just fucking do it. <laughs> they just went all out. 
No, yeah, just it's just kind of combining all the stuff in there of really having a good mix match between, in a sense, old school Mario and then, like, in a sense, like modern Mario in like the last ten years that kind of capture the most broadest audience of your fans all together, you know, and sprinkling in '90s Mario too. I think just all this stuff kind of culminating together has been pretty awesome in it, and I think that like wherever they take it next, I'm pretty sure they got it all dialed in. I don't think they're going to drop the ball in the sequel or anything like that, you know? Especially with the competition of Sonic coming around, because, as you know, Sonic is getting, you know, I mean, no holds barred for Sonic 3. Do you think if they were to make a sequel, they just really call it Super Mario Bros. 2? I Um, hope they do. (laughs) They'll probably give it a Super Mario Bros. and, you know, some other name, if I had a guess. People don't use letters, or don't use numbers too often anymore. To Mario, to Luigi. To Mario, to Luigi. (laughs) (laughs) They're also, one of the things they're like also teasing was like, oh, they might do a Luigi's Mansion movie, you know? So like, okay, whatever. That'd be cool. I mean, I don't think we're there yet. I want to see like the sequel to this before that, but we're going to probably see Donkey Kong first. If they do Luigi's Mansion, I feel like it's a step backwards because by the end of this movie, they've, Luigi kind of already had his journey of of bravery, of stepping out of his you know comfort zone and becoming more like his brother. So if they do Luigi's Mansion, they're just kind of throwing him back into the scaredy cat shoes again. You know, I was kind of, I almost was wondering if there was going to be a Luigi's Mansion kind of reference when he was out there in like, you know, the horror land kind of section, you know, like I thought they're like, I'm like, like, is he just going to kind of like walk into like a mansion and this is what leads him to like Bowser? Like, you know, a short scene, of course, but going with that. I imagine he he got dry bones, there was no boost. Yeah. Sorry, what was that, James? If they had replaced those dry bones with booze, with ghosts. That would, that would have been enough to, to get that Luigi's Mansion vibe. Yeah, he, they, he could even have one of those weird things where like, oh, there's, there's a vacuum cleaner here, and he just accidentally trips over it, it sucks one of them up. You know, it, it would be just like a nod, not necessarily like a Luigi's Mansion thing, but it, it was yeah. it was close enough too. You wouldn't run out of any. You could literally just switch a couple things around, and it would totally be that. But they're probably once again savoring it for something down the line. They still haven't gone to a haunted house level yet, so that that's just where you can get it out right there. And like you said, Spencer, they bump into a vacuum cleaner along the way. Yeah, because you know you could kind of have it doesn't be necessarily a full on Luigi's Mansion movie, but like in Mario two or three, you could throw a Luigi's Mansion scene in there. I feel that would be kind of yeah. the way to go about it, kind of the equivalent of the Mario Kart scene. So it's not a Mario Kart movie, but there's a Mario Kart scene. I think that what you do with, like, the Luigi's Mansion, like, scene is that you just have a scene with Luigi, like, entering into a contest with trying to, uh, like, and he wins, like, a mansion. And he mentions Mario, like, hey, look, I got I, I got a mansion. It's, like, all expenses paid. Do you want to come, Mario? And he was like, ah, I don't really want to. <laughs> or, or just like, look, I just got, like, you know, cheap real estate. Just as a quick pan over. It just looks all decrepit and scary. Lightning bolt behind it. Like, actually, never mind. We're good. It just keeps on going. Yeah. I, I feel like that's all you need is a kind of a nice little nod or reference. I mean, I'll take a full on one if that's the case, too, because I love Luigi's Mansion. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I feel like the possibilities are kind of almost like they can be all over the place for whatever comes next. And no matter what, I'm I'm looking real forward to it. As I said, we should probably start wrapping this up. But any last thoughts everybody has on this film? You guys can go first. I'll probably watch it again. It it was just fast-paced, 
you know, plenty of Easter eggs, eye candy, which is the feast for the eyes and the ears too. I'm looking forward to listening to the soundtrack on Spotify. Oh, I totally agree there. I was thinking the same thing when watching it. And I, I did feel the same way too. I was like, this is one of those ones where it's like, you can go watch this multiple times in theaters and it's not really like taking up your time. It's not like John Wick three, which or four, which was really good. But you're like, Jesus Christ, that was like three hours and 20 minutes of trailers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Like 90 minutes is like I always say 90 minutes is like the best runtime for like a movie and this is just slightly under that. Uh overall I really enjoyed this movie. I gave it three and a half stars on Letterbox. It's it's like it's it's not it's it's not like amazing, but like I didn't it wasn't like I was like pissed off like watching it like oh this movie's just like just just for like ki- for for kids and like not for someone like me. Like my audience I don't I don't know about you, but like it was pretty much like a mixture of everyone, like people like, uh, like just people my age. Then you have little kids, and you have like parents probably getting dragged by, by, by like their by their kids. Like this movie's for everyone. Like it's it's a blast. I even sure. saw senior citizens there too, and they weren't. Uh oh. <laughs> well, I'll I'll just hopefully I'm not cutting them off right here. Um, <laughs> Um, when I, my, my theater experience, it was actually, there was a lot of people there, especially for Wednesday. And there was mostly people our age there, but then there was a couple of, there, there was like, there's kids in the, in, in the theater, but it was mostly people like me and Ava's age in the audience. So, you know, it kind of told me where like, yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is, I mean, really for everyone. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's got a broad audience and all kinds of stuff. Anybody and everybody, as long as you like Mario, I feel like you can enjoy this movie. I mean, if you don't like Mario, then what are you doing rating the movie then? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you even doing here? <laughs> <That's>... Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. But um, but yeah, all that fun stuff that we get to look forward to coming down literally the pipeline. But uh, also, Marley, where can people catch your podcast at and all your good stuff? Uh, you could follow the podcast anywhere where podcasts are uh, are at uh the podcast is called the real lovers podcast i mentioned at the beginning i'm doing a watch of all the of the movies in the letterbox top 250 and you can follow me anywhere where i can tweet post talk about movies on at marley loves film just follow me anywhere and i'm pretty much there so let's let's talk about movies <laughs> exactly and then james you got your book out there you can get it on your website and amazon give us the title of that again called echoes of the past and it's uh before and after drawings i take some of my child elementary school sketches and i redrew them again in 2017 for part of the inktober and so it's pretty cool seeing before and after obviously you know how much better the the more recent ones are uh and they're all uh fan art characters so i got some mario bros in there I got some Zelda. I got some DC and Marvel and anime. So something for everybody. So perfect. There's all kinds of cool stuff at the checkout there. You can also go to oldmanorange.com where you'll find all our old podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, animations, and all that other fun stuff. Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rain Dunnigan. And I'm, and I'm Marley Stoneman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm James Artville. Y'all take care you. now. See you guys later. Peace. Deuces.